What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to an all-new episode of the Boys Night Podcast, the podcast where Ty Ty freestyles a rap about driving through the hood. Go. Making my way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great attempt. All right, roll the intro music. <laughs> All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to an all-new episode of the Boys' Night Podcast. My name is Tatro. I'm Ty Ty. I'm Pokey. And I am Edible. And this week, we have a bunch of awesome news-related, music-related, and video game-related topics for you, even some juicy dating gossip from Edible himself. But before we get into any of that, I just want to say, we're on all platforms. Boys' Night is legit. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, everywhere. I've heard Amazon of iTunes before. Prime. Amazon Prime. Everywhere. Boys Night Worldwide. Boys Let's Night go. is taking over the world. So no on matter Geo where Cities. you... Where not on GeoCities. And I always thought it was pronounced GeoSites because I didn't... I was a young person. We're on boysnight.us. We are everywhere. So if you want to figure out where we are, you can go to boysnight.us. N-I-T-E is how you spell night. And you can see all the platforms that we're on. You can see what we look like via our bitmojis. And you can get a clear guide to all of our episodes. So make sure you are listening on the platform that is easiest for you to listen on. Um, But right now, we are going to start with a segment we started last episode called AI Would You Rather. All right. On this week's AI Would You Rather, we are putting up against two classic droid flying little spark bots first one 343 guilty spark from the halo series the second one is dinklebot aka the ghost from destiny now i have a clarifying question edible put this in our little spreadsheet here is dinklebot from destiny is it strictly the ghost as voiced by peter dinklage or is it the also the nolan north counterpart that they swapped it out with um, I think we go strictly with with the uh, Peter Dinklage voice one. If the new one sways the conversation heavily, I will accept it as a late entrance. But I'd say we'll, we'll stick with Dinklebot for now. Fair enough. So what do you think? Who are we going with? So would I rather what? Would you rather what? I guess it's up to you. My prompt was who would you rather punch in the face? Because I think both of these robots are extremely annoying and prone to oh. wanting to bash them right in their little LED eyeball. So which one is the worst of the two? I think I would kill Dinklebot even if it also killed me. Oh <laughs> if he was my, my if he was my ghost. What a hot take. I don't con- condone droid violence, honestly. But uh yeah, 343 Guilty Spark. Actually, think about this. This is really weird. Um, 34... Actually, no. Um, I was going to say 343 Guilty Spark is was originally Bungie before 343 uh, you know, took, took over. So yeah. I guess they're both Bungie bots. So I guess it doesn't really matter. That's true, thing. actually. But I would definitely rather punch Guilty Spark in the face. D- Guilty Spark was a lot more intentionally nefarious in trying to sabotage you and trying to kill all of humanity. Yeah, I don't even know what Dinklebot is. I didn't play Destiny. So do do. I'll give you a quick gossip about Dinklebot. What happened was Peter Dinklage voices like the main little ghost droid that follows you around in Destiny. And like people just like destroyed Peter Dinklage for his like performance in the game. Like it was super dry and super like boring. Like even during the most like um, exciting or intriguing like parts of the game. 
so people like hated him. So probably like over a year in, over a year in to Destiny's development. So we're using condenser microphones this week, everybody. So I hope we're sounding crisp and clear. And my specific instructions to Pokey were to not make any noise. That wasn't me. And he's just finding ways to make noise. Nobody listening to this can prove that that was me. <laughs> are, you now, are you on the street during a gunfight or... Uh, yeah, it's like we need a ghost here to like settle things down. So what they do, Tai Tai, is they they totally take Peter Dinklage's voice out of the game and replace it with Nolan North. They recorded all the lines over again for all the story missions, all the like little dialogue, and they just replace it with Nolan North. And Nolan North is now the voice of the ghost. It's like Peter Dinklage never existed. Cool. It just sounds like like Tinkerbell, but like a bot. <laughs> does, does it does it betray you? Um, no, it kind of just sits there and goes, I need to unlock this door. You go shoot the bad guys. Oh yeah. Like, I, goes, need, I need to hold them off for two minutes. Exactly. Yeah. And he goes, a cell from the prison of elders. <laughs> uh, but I guess that concludes our AI would you rather for the week. But right now we have a very exciting news related topic. Last night, uh, last week we talked about the Fortnite tournament and Epic's kind of flop with bringing competitive tournament style stuff to their platform. But this week they brought it back and there was some controversy. Pokey, what's happening? There was some controversy. First thing I'll say though, is that this week's format, they went a much safer route and it was a lot better. So last week was the duos private server didn't work out, server's terrible, all this stuff. This week, they said no private servers. It was a solo one. What you did is everybody had to play 10 straight solo games just on regular servers against total randoms. It was just solo games, 10 in a row. You got five points if you won, one point for every kill you got. That makes sense. And then it was plus, if you got 20 um, kills in the game, you got a bonus 10 points. Oh, so it's like Yahtzee or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and you're just playing out in public with everybody. Yeah, anybody. so you're just playing on your computer. It's You play 10 straight matches, and that's it. Um, so. And so was there no bonus for winning? Uh, five points for winning, one point for, a ki- for every kill, and then an extra 10 points if you got 20 kills or more in the game. Oh, okay. So nice. um, needless to say, the streamers loved this set up because it was what they do every day they just dropped into games and but it had to be 10 consecutive games you couldn't leave any lobbies you had to jump into the lobby stay in the game no matter what yeah i think like the the number of games too kind of like um can kind of like extrapolate the randomness from like the games like you can have a game where like you know probably no one's as good and you can just like steamroll the game but playing 10 that's like a, a big enough i think like data set almost that it kind of like really the number of points you get is really determined on your skill. Yeah, the the most consistent players will come out on top. Yeah. Um, but so what happened was the winner, can you guess? Is it, is it Ninja? No, it was I Drop Bodies. Who is that? Who is he? Um, <gasps> he is not a streamer. He got invited to the tournament based on his performance in um, Epic's like showdown LTM tournaments that they were like online tournaments and he did really, really well in them. So they invited him to be in it. Is he a streamer? He is not like, he's not a streamer. He's a console player. And, um, what? Yeah. Console player. Wait, a console player one. He's a console player. So what happened was, so what happens, this is a bait. This is a bait. He wanted to stream it, but there is a rule that if you stream it, you have to have a two minute delay. 
he is not a Twitch affiliate, so he cannot have a delay. So he could not stream it. You have to be affiliated on Twitch in order to put a delay on your stream. Something sounds fishy here. This is, this is a wait, bug pointed by rule? Epic. Sorry, Ty Ty. Why is that rule in place that it has to be on delay? So like is for stream snipers. So like people can't watch your stream, watch when you're joining a game, get in the same game as you, find you and kill you. That's what people do. But I mean, even if that was the case, like, why is that a rule that you, like, that's just a disadvantage for him, right? I, I think it's like, yeah, I think it's a disadvantage, but it just makes the level, like, the the field, like, level. So, like, they, they can't be like, oh, like, cry about it and be like, oh, I got stream oh, yeah. sniped. Yeah, yeah. And, and in, the, in the other tournaments where it makes more sense is, like, the 2v2 tournaments and the 4v4 when people are in the same game together because, like, people can potentially see other, like, your other competitors in the game and help you. But that's not really an, an issue with this game mode in particular. But the other thing is, people could get in your game and let you kill them on purpose. Oh, actually, yes, yeah, exactly. They're yeah, so they like stream. They, people could stream snipe the other way, where they just feed you kills. Yeah, if they like, so, want you to win, if they're fans. So, so this guy didn't stream it, and the way that people checked the Fortnite tracker after, and he beat his own kill record twice in the ten games. So he got like a 24 mm. kill game, like a 27 kill game. Uh, so he just he just freaked it like out of nowhere, right? And, and it, obviously the players kept track of their own scores and all that stuff. So everybody was freaking out like he cheated, he cheated, he cheated, he cheated. But today I came across a post on Reddit from a from a, a, like developer, somebody involved at, at Epic that said that they ran through so all these analytics on their servers. They crunched the numbers. They crunched the numbers to prove that this guy was not cheating. They How did, could they, they did possibly the math. prove that he was not cheating? Okay, so our, I can re, I'll read to you some of the stuff that they went through. So they said their summer skirmish analytics kept track of all opponents, which participants eliminated. Eyedrop Bodies had 129 eliminations during the event, and every single elimination was on a different opponent. Um, Eyedrop Bodies did not join more than the specified 10 matches for the event. The narrative was that he was leaving if the server wasn't full or the bus wasn't on a favorable path. Um... So they said stat tracking sites are unreliable for recording historic performance. This makes any most eliminations in a single match records on an account unlikely to be correct as multiple matches in a time period are combined into one update. They said he has achieved more than 20, 20 eliminations in a match multiple times across his Fortnite career. Um, All right. Yeah, and they said there's been no discernible difference in final score between top performers on PC and console platforms. And then there is no evidence that would suggest to us that iDraft Bodies played the competition using a mouse and keyboard. Furthermore, we do not restrict input devices for players on our platforms. People were saying that he was using keyboard and mouse on his console. and that's Would that even be a problem? But they said no. That's not even, that's not even part of their rules. Like People right. do that. Um, but And they said to address additional comments, none of the accounts which were eliminated by iDraft Bodies were created between the time he was informed of his participation and the event itself. That is some due diligence yeah, right so there. Yeah, so they like real, and they they added even more. Um, oh every account God. eliminated was distinct. Um, every account had a different IP address. Uh, all on distinct physical consoles. Like they literally like they wow. did their homework to prove that this guy did not cheat. Oh, okay. Or conspiracy theory. It's conspiracy theory. It's like, it's like a it's like a plant by Epic, and they're like they want like. You know, basically the streamers are setting up these Fortnite tournaments, other people, and, and, you know, Epic's past tournament didn't go very well. So what if they, like, want a new face of their game? Like, what if they they don't want Ninja, Dr. Lupo, um, like, I don't know, who other big streamers? They're dethroning what, the big Yeah, players. what if they're trying to plant, like, like, and of course he's a console player too, right? Because, like, a lot of the younger kids don't have PC. You, you, like, 
That's a big play. Yeah, but I don't, I I don't know why my mind went like straight there, but it did. I feel like that's not like like the a lot of the big players did really well. So like yeah. Daquan came in tenth. Um, Ninja came in fourteenth. There wasn't a lot of huge names like up high, but I know like like Nick Merck's another console player. He was like seventh or something. Um, yeah. But this guy, I dropped bodies, so he got the sixty thousand dollars for winning. You got ten thousand dollars for every twenty kill game you got. And he got $50,000 for having the highest kill count in one game. So he got like $130,000. Holy oh smokes. my God. Yeah. So. What did he do with it? I, I don't know. He bought we'll, more we'll bot accounts to kill yeah. for the next tournament. <laughs> yeah. It seems like they did enough due diligence to confirm that he wasn't cheating, which is good. It gives you kind of like faith in the process. It, what I don't like though is that. Like, isn't the point of these tournaments that you, like, tune in and watch? He posted his highest kill game on YouTube, they said. So, they like, people linked it so that you could watch the game that he got his most kills in. But he, even if he's not a Twitch partner, there's no excuse for not streaming, right? Do you think, like, you think like Epic could have done something about that prior? Like, Be like, oh, hey, we're going to send you a webcam or whatever you need. Yeah, and we talked to Twitch. Like, because Fortnite's Twitch's biggest game. That's interesting. True. Interesting. I think a little bit of yeah, lack of planning I mean, right there. Like, it, but the other thing is, like, imagine, like, say, like, he's just a really good player, right? He probably yeah. isn't a streamer. So, may, like, it, this is a tournament for money for these players to play. You're going to take him, say, you're not a streamer, but we're going to make you stream where people might be watching you in a situation that you're not comfortable in. With the, for the, uh, while you're performing. While, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it maybe, like, just, that, that inhibits yeah. his ability to, like, perform on a, at a high level. Yeah, he's, but like, then again, level playing field, everybody yeah. else is being watched. But yeah, they're and, it, it, and if these guys want to be called like esports athletes, like that's part of like being an athlete is performing yeah. when people are watching and scrutinizing you and, and judging you. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just interesting that it's it's weird because like I feel like most of the people get in on like not because they're great Fortnite players, but because they're big streamers. This kid got in because he like did really well at their tournament. Like he was literally like an invite. Yeah, he's not like all talk, he's all walk. Yeah, exactly. He's so it's it's definitely an interesting concept because like the Fortnite Friday thing was just like they it's just all streamers. Like you have to be streaming it. Yeah. Like people like when Tfue got his account banned, they wouldn't they just disqualified him. They wouldn't let him play. Wow. Yeah. Is this kid young? Is he cool? Do you know um, him? I have no idea about him. Hmm. It's just Yeah, when really Is he single? Like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So that's how Swipe right to find out. Yeah, so that's how Edible's uh, dating life is going. <laughs> so they're going to do it again next week. Um, I I think so. I'm not sure because they did it the first week on a Friday, on like a Saturday, and then this week they did it on Friday and Saturday. Um, Very so I don't, yeah, I don't know exactly. And I wonder if they'll keep this format. It seemed to be successful for them. But like, what do they do? Like, okay, this guy just won a bunch of money. They're going to play with the same players next week. Different format. I assume that's how they. Yeah, switch I think up. they're doing same players, different format. I don't know if it's the same players. Like I know Ninja didn't play in the first week because he was like at Guardian Con, but I think so. I think that there's like they like invite all the people they want to invite, and then if the people they're probably like, hey, let us know by this time. If they don't, then they just get they find other people. I would yeah. assume. At least they did better. Is it like competing directly with the? Fortnite Fridays, like the original tournaments that were happening that were not Epic sponsored. Well, the best thing about it is that Epic put theirs on Friday this week. So Fortnite Friday just canceled like that morning. They're like, all right. They so canceled. They canceled it. So they're like that. They were supposed to be Fortnite Friday that day. But but Epic put their tournament on that Friday. So they said, we're just not going to do it today. That's very interesting. Yeah. That's, that's like a, a bummer, isn't it? Yeah. Because Fortnite Friday is awesome. Yeah. 
but they the, took all their players. It's like Fortnite Friday, like that's like its own sort of organization. Or it's is there an it's organization through UMG. UMG. So UMG, yeah, they must be pissed. Yeah, that's. But they're moving that to Sunday, so starting next Sunday week. Event. Oh, so they swapped. Yeah, so they're moving it to Sunday. Well, they they announced a couple weeks ago that that they were moving it to Sundays, um, starting on like the whatever the twenty something twenty thirtieth hmm. or I don't even know. It's really 29th. interesting. So. I, th- I think like Epic's been like a really great company for like updating like their game and like giving them what like the fans what they want and it's I mean I think that's what the fans want is like a like, you know a better version of the the tournament or whatever but yeah it's like it's like weird that they just like they just decided they, to step on the other tournament they just bodied the other yeah game. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah but I, I think it's good to have competing tournaments for sure tournament 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 because yeah. <laughs> the only reason that we're able to have like that sort of conspiracy theory about like who won the tournament is because like Epic is the one who's running it. Epic has something on the line, you know, yeah. that it's their game being played, whereas yeah. UMG, they don't care. But then the other thing is that like Epic is able to offer a lot more prize money than UMG is. So like right. that. So the so like they put it on a Friday. Most people would just play Fortnite Friday. When Fortnite Friday is a twenty thousand dollar tournament, this tournament's like a two hundred fifty thousand dollar tournament. Or like think about like Epic, like adding like a little tab in the launcher. It's like, oh, watch this and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if if Epic's, uh, Epic's doing it, they can do a lot more to like promote it and get it out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because everybody in this tournament, everybody in the top twenty got money. So like Ninja came in fourteenth and he got like over ten thousand dollars, I think. And Daquan came in tenth and got like fifteen thousand. Plus he had a twenty kill game, so he got like twenty five thousand or something like that. Whoa. Yeah, so it's like Cha-ching. Yeah. It it creates like a sort of like major league, minor league situation where you got the big players kind of playing for the epic tournaments and then maybe a new crop of younger, um, less professional players playing on like a Sunday UMG tournament or something like that. And then yeah, maybe true. we'll see players start to like graduate up. That's like that's actually an inter- uh interesting concept about like thinking about like esports. Like there's like an esports minor league and stuff like that, but it's still kind of like Legit. Yeah. They'd still be really good. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. That's our first video game topic of the day. I wanted to talk about No Man's Sky. And Hmm. why the heck are we going to talk about No Man's Sky? Like, a year later? Years later, almost? Who knows? Not me. No Man's Sky is getting a huge update called No Man's Sky Next. It's coming out on Tuesday of this week, July 24th. Um, so basically what it's doing is, is, if you remember, No Man's Sky, the rockiest launch of any video game launches. Ever. Ever. Oh, that's a hot take. I disagree. <laughs> but continue. Well, well I would it, say It rockiest. was rocky to be sure, but there have been worse. Uh, sure. The So basically what happens is Sean Murray, uh, spokesperson for the game. I'm not sure if he's a developer or if he's a PR person. Um, but he comes out, he does so much press talking about No Man's Sky, and it's supposed to be this groundbreaking game. Procedurally generated planets, infinite exploration, because you can just keep exploring, it'll keep procedurally generating things for you. He comes out and outright says that you'll be able to play with your friends, um, says it's a shared experience, and what basically ends up happening is, yes, you might be able to be in the same world as your friends, but no, there is no way for you to interact with your friends or be looking at your friends in the game at all. Yeah, well, what you're not considering is that if multiple people can play the game at the same time, then it's multiplayer. It's multiplayer. Multi, <laughs> today, people. today I learned. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like quite the rocky start for No Man's Sky. Um but two years later, we're getting this update. 
And what is it adding? It's uprising all the um, visuals, first of all. Graphics. Awesome graphics. It is adding full multiplayer suite. So so you're getting... I'll like, believe it when I see it. Well, I think they could not have taken it this far and have it not be true this time around. So like four-person parties. You guys can build bases together. You can explore together. Um, Dogfights and um, those spaceships that you have. You can get freighters and travel to different galaxies together. Uh, and it just seems like it's everything that it was sort of supposed to be at the start. So, like, is there, there, a, is there a battle royale mode? There is not a battle royale mode. I can only assume, like, imagine that this game had no possible way for you to be with other players or your friends in it. So, there's no party system. I don't even understand what the server system is like for something like that. And now, all of a sudden, you're able to be with friends and other people. Like, they must have had to add a bunch of infrastructure in. And it's not like they, I don't think they made a ton of money because the game launched. And like, if you go on uh, Steam right now, like it is mostly negative reviews. So they couldn't have made that much money on launch to like totally boost up their infrastructure to build like these servers and stuff like that. Yeah. So are they like pumping up this, this release, like marketing it or what? Yeah. Like who is going to buy No Man's Sky now? It's, it's huge. But the, the thing is, this is a completely free update. So anybody who already owns No Man's Sky is going to get this update for free. And that's, uh, I believe that's across all platforms. And I think it is coming to Xbox for the first time as well. I don't think it was originally released on Xbox and now it'll be on Xbox. So I think a lot of what they're banking on is all these people who bought the game wanting it to be something that it was not. And now all of a sudden it's going to be that. So everybody's going to re-download. And from what I'm seeing online is like mostly positive reception. Like people are pumped for this. So so you bought this game when it came out, right? Yeah. Are you going to check it out? I definitely am going to check it out and I would like the boys to check it out as well. I, I'm done, honestly. Yeah, like I'll play I'll it, but um are you playing it on PlayStation? No, I think we're going to play it on PC for so sure. So you're going to buy it again? Yeah, I want to start fresh. So I I don't have a problem buying it again um because playing I want to be able to play with the boys. And I want to p- play on like the better visual settings too to see so is it is this like a 20 dollar game a 30 dollar game it's retailing for 60 dollars. so it originally retailed 60 it's still 60 um but at least this time you will only be paying for it once obviously but at least this time it is an actual shared multiplayer experience where we'll be able to have fun together the only thing i think you guys won't like about it is that it doesn't have much of a competitive aspect um, I'm not really worried about that. Yeah, if we can like, if like the base building is like anything decent, and we can like mess around, have a good time, then I don't really, it wouldn't really bother me to not have like a competitive aspect. Yeah. In yeah. The if game, we could chop can, wood. You, can you build a podcasting studio, and we could just do the podcast in No Man's Sky? Oh, like a Second Life situation. Ooh, I like this. What is actually cool is so before, like your player didn't even have like a character model. Like, you could only ever see your player's hands because it's first person. They're switching it so it's defaulting to third person now. And you can actually be, like, a all any of the races that are in the game. So there's, like, this race called the Gek that are, like, these weird-looking frog lizardy looking people. Um, you could be that. Uh, you can be human. And it looks like cosmetic items are going to be a big part of it, too, which is really interesting because, like I said, you could never actually see your player in the game. Loot boxes. Um, hopefully not. But I, 
I don't know. It's chill. I think it's going to be fun. If we can start building stuff together, I like the idea of exploration and you can find other people's stuff. They've been steadily updating it throughout. So they added the base building in. Like it didn't even have base building when it launched. Okay. Like, so you were just jumping from planet to planet, gathering resources, trying to survive. They didn't have any other game mode. So there was just the base game mode where you were just doing that. Then they added creative so you could start building. They added the survival mode where it was like hyper, like you needed to gather resources. Um, and then they had just had like the normal player mode. But now it's like being, I don't know. I'm, I feel good about it, but I don't want to be let down again. So is this like an indie game? Yeah, Hello Games. I don't. I don't know anything else that they've made. Let me look them up really quick and just was see. Was this a Kickstarter or not? I do not believe it was a Kickstarter. Let me go. I'm gonna pull up the Wikipedia page really quick. I just like need um, all indie game developers to give up on the sixty dollars price point forever. Yeah, I don't. I don't think yeah, that it makes I agree. sense. Like it's like if you're not giving me like. There needs to be some sort of like uh, risk on their end. Like yeah. If they make a good game, people, everyone will buy it. They'll make their money back. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. I guess it's a little bit different when you like, when you're creating like, like, I don't know. My best, the big, the best example I had was like PUBG where like, mm-hmm. it's like, like, because I would never buy that game for $60 ever. Yeah, no. And they knew. And you know what I mean? Like, so they make it, you make it $30 and now you're talking. Well, it's, it's, so I agree with that, but then also, um, when you, when you mentioned PUBG, the first thing I thought was like, because it was cheap and it's it was, it was cheap enough that like you can just give it a shot. And if you don't like it, it you, you're not even upset. You're just like, whatever. Like I, I give it a shot. But like it's since it's so cheap, you're pushing so many copies and then you everyone owns it. Right. So like and especially it's like an indie developer. So it's, it's not going to be a perfect game. So they basically everyone has a copy in their house. So they're not going to buy another copy. Now you have all like Blue has like all this money. And there's games, there's problem with the game. Do they have like any incentive to like really keep it updated? To like, there, there's no reason for them to like fix the game or improve the game, like to make it better to sell more copies. Because the whole idea, right? Yeah. Well, so that's something that I, I kind of like. I got from Blue Hole because like they, they blew up so quick, and then they just sat on like a broken. Like I'm saying that because like I don't like PUBG that much, but like they sat on like a game with a lot of bugs, and I don't think they like rushed it. But with No Man's Sky, it's like the opposite because they released this game that it's not necessarily broken, but it's not what people wanted. And then well, they, it's not what they said it was. Is, you know, yeah, you're yeah. right. It's not what they said it was. And then they steadily like release several different updates for it. Like they add the building and like they they added everything in that. I guess what they said was going to be in it, they added in. And then also what people expected. Like, they never said base building was going to be in it, but they added that into it. They never said a survival mode was going to be in it, but they added it. Now, finally, multiplayer is coming in, and it hasn't cost anything. And if you put that into perspective with, like, a game like Destiny that you pay $60 for, and then how many um, DLCs does Destiny have in a current season? Like, probably three or four. Yeah, like, something like the Taken King, which is, like, buying a whole new game, basically. Um... And then it basically locks you out of older content because it outdates it. So you're too high level, all that. Um, to have them doing it for free gives me a lot of faith. Um, but I think that we'll have fun playing it. But it, it does bear the question, like, games as service. Like, are we down for paying more than $60 for a game if it means that you get the constant updates? Or do we think $60 is, like, the top? 
it's it's hard to tell before you buy a game yeah. how much that game is worth to you. Like yeah. it's like me and Edible. Like me and Edible, we got Rocket League for free. I would like going if I could go back in time, I probably would have paid like two hundred dollars for Rocket League if like you knew how much you were gonna get out of it. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Sure. So, but you wouldn't have bought it if at a price tag of two hundred dollars. If it was sixty dollars, I probably wouldn't have bought it. Right. No. It, but if but it was free, we downloaded it because it was a PlayStation game of the month back then. And what we played for like two years. Like, and have you ever spent any money in Rocket League? I bought I bought every DLC they put out because I got the game for free and I loved it so much. How much is a Rocket League DLC? Like what, like five bucks for like a couple cars? Nice. Yeah. So over the lifetime, I've uh, certainly spent less than sixty dollars. But for to Pokey's point, like the amount of time I've spent on that game, I am more than willing to give the developers money to like support it. I'm like, all right, good job, guys. You deserve it. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna bring up. Something like uh like a free to play game, uh, League of Legends. Oh, I've, oh, I've heard, heard of that one. Yeah, okay. Uh, me and me and Edible play that game back in the day, and we we put our friendship on the line, and we no <laughs> longer play that game. But uh, so that's a free to play game. If you if you didn't know, and how I feel about it is, I've been playing it for years, and uh, there's like a little tool that you can you can see how much you spent on your account, like since you had it, and basically the only thing you can buy in that game is cosmetics. So in four years, I literally have spent over six hundred dollars on my account. <laughs> so, like, that's that's a crazy model. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm spending over a hundred dollars a year to play that game, but not a because I have game? to on a free game, not because I have to, but because I wanted to. And every and every time, like, I thought about, it, I was like, I play this game enough that it's worth it. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like when Fortnite, we first started playing Fortnite. Like, I don't care about buying skins. Like, I'll buy skins. I'll buy the battle pass. Why? Because the game was free. So like I don't feel bad paying for to look cool in the game, seeing as I didn't pay anything for the game in the first place. Yeah, hundred percent, agree. But that's kind of like the model I feel like now that you're gonna see a lot more uh, Just free, free to play. games. You're gonna see a lot more free to play. I think like especially with that like that genre like battle royale. And at least developers are seeming to understand that it's okay to have a free to play game as long as it doesn't become pay to win. Yes. Yeah, I think I think everybody learned their lesson once EA took a hit with Battlefront, and you could literally buy cards that gave your grenades plus twenty percent damage or something like that. Yeah, I, th- I think that's like that's history. That's that's never coming back. Hopefully. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Well, the sports games still still do that to the extreme, like Madden Ultimate Team and like NBA Two K. All those games are still pay to win, and that <laughs> they make so much money off it. That's not going anywhere anytime soon. But oh. Do you think that those games cater to different audiences, though? Like, don't you think, like, sports games probably don't cater to a gaming audience? The game, they cater to, like, a general audience? It's a different... Like, a more casual... Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's a different thing, though, because um, there are competitive players in every game. And there are competitive NBA 2K players who go to tournaments, make money. Mm. That's, like, their job. There's competitive Madden players who go to tournaments, make money, play Madden, like... And... So in that sense, like it doesn't affect like those players and like from like that in that, that kind of competition, like pay to win doesn't affect them because, um, obviously you can't pay to win at like a Madden, like at the national Madden championships, but from like an online, like playing, like, like me and edible going on 2k playing my park, uh, we just get destroyed by people who are, who just pay money to have the highest stats they can have. And we just get killed. So like you're literally buying higher stats. You pay yep. like for boosts, and you can have it's like it lasts like seven days or something, and it boosts like your stats. Like it's ridiculous. Really, it's crazy. That's like 
And nobody what? complains about this. This is not oh, like a big thing. Everybody complains, but it's the same thing. But, like you can complain until the cows come home, but at the well, end of the day, people are spending hundreds of dollars on top of a $60 game. So why would they ever stop doing that? So why is Battlefront like an outrage? And then why is this going on in like sports video games, but nobody's, I don't, I don't hear anything about it. That's what I mean to say. I think because Battlefront is sort of like a, um, uh, it's well, a, it's a franchise that a lot of people care about like star Wars. So in that way, it's kind of exclusive, but there's a lot of shooter games. Like if you don't want to play battlefront, you can play battlefield. You can play call of duty. You can play Fortnite. If you like football games, it's Madden. That That's it. Like there's nothing, there's no alternative. Yeah. It's so it's like you can, you know, people are going to complain, but like, it's not like, Oh, I'm going to complain about battlefront and then say how, how Call of Duty is so much better. It's like, no, there's that's literally it. And I think the other thing is that in Battlefront, it was like it was like loot boxes, right? So you people were paying to get loot boxes to get a chance to get these cards. Yeah. So but like 2K is a little bit different because you use in-game currency to buy the stuff. You don't have to buy the in-game currency. So mm-hmm. use the in-game currency to increase your stats as you go. So you start off, yeah. your player's terrible, you play a bunch, you get currency, you increase your stats. Mm-hmm. But you can also just pay for the currency and I get see. it. So you don't have to pay for it. You can also earn it. Just like in, I'm sure it's the same in Battlefront. Yeah. You don't have to buy the, the loot boxes. Right. I'm sure it you can earn them. might take you 75 hours of play time to, to get, get this achievement. Yeah, for, that yeah. would cost you $10. Yeah. yeah, in 2K this year in particular, it was outrageous how many hours you had to play to like get max stats. Like It's literally years like playing every day or pay $200 and get it day one. Yikes. I wonder if like the community for those games like a little different. Like, like yeah, they're competitive, but are they like different? Like I was just thinking about it. Like there's like big Reddit communities and that's where a lot of this like this like stuff went against EA came from. It's like all basically Reddit posts on like the gaming Reddit or PC gaming Reddit. Like, have you ever seen like a clip from like 2K Madden ever make it to like, the gaming or PC gaming Reddit? I've never seen that. I, th- I think that's just like the the bugs oh, talk, like in the, like the bugs in Madden where a bunch of guys just look like they're humping each other. In a no, it's, big... it's no, it's yeah, it's it's actually just you at the UFC bugs, the UFC games. Those aren't good. Oh my yeah. god, I'll never forget. Edible, do you remember like Xbox 360? You bought like the UFC game or something like that. Fight and Night. Fight Night. So Fight Night came with, or like you had to use the Xbox camera. And we spent so much time taking our pictures because you could take your pictures and it would quote unquote scan your face. And big, how, big how, tech. how the characters look edible when we were done with that. <laughs> Very funny. It was kind of like a caricature. Like you could be like, "All right, that's like kind of someone's nose and like general skin color." Um, it, um, but that was way more fun than actually playing the game. Yeah, um, and two K does that too. But you download an app on your phone and you hold it and you like move it like from one side of your face around. Like right. you spin your face and like it puts it. And when we did that, Edible's face looked literally exactly like him. That's amazing. Like, with the, like it was like perfect. And then mine looked almost like me from like a distance and when you got up close it was like all messed up and stuff and that's what happens that's why we have these uh, microtransactions because somebody has to pay so i can buy a, a, a cuter face exactly <laughs> when, <laughs> so you can afford plastic surgery when, when will i be able to have a microtransaction to make myself look better in real life plastic surgery oh wait that's oh, a real that's thing a, oh that's a good point yeah, you just get like lip injections or something like once a month or like eye, uh, eyelash extensions or whatever. You can look like know. Kylie Jenner. 
Ooh, that is the aesthetic I'm going for. I'm down for that. All right, you guys ready to shift gears and talk about music? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, here's a subject that I've put a lot of thought into myself because I find myself in ruts and Edible kind of listed this topic for us, but it, the topic is how do you discover new music? You don't. You don't. What you do, and, and I have some ways that I have discovered new music, and I discovered like one of my favorite bands not too long ago. But like, agree. What What do you guys do? Is there any way? Like, I feel like with the internet, it's easier. You, the access is easier, but the discovery is harder because the access is easier. Yeah, um, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Edible, how about you? How are you discovering new music these days? Because I feel like yeah. you have the most diverse like set of uh, music tastes out of all of us, and you are listening to the most amount of different stuff. That's true, but at the same time, like the amount of new bands I'm listening to has gotten so uh, less frequent than you know when I was in high school or college. Like I felt like every week, um, even like in the early days of sharing music, like. Um, when I was in college, I forget, I think it was, there's an app called Mojo. I don't know if you guys had that. It was like, you could connect, if you were on the same Wi-Fi as someone, you could share iTunes library songs and like, Whoa. wait, that's big tech. Yeah. It was really cool. And it was like totally illegal, obviously. But, um, when you're on like a college Wi-Fi is just like everybody in your dorm room and just like seeing what's in their library and like, like downloading their songs. Yeah, like that uh, weird pre-streaming age. Yeah, it was pre-streaming, but that that was another thing about like listening to music them is then is that uh like you had to have this collection of music. You couldn't just find anything. You couldn't just ask someone like, "Hey, what do you listen to?" Like that. Oh, I listen to that when I get home. Like you sort of had to be more active about it. Yeah. And I think to your point like because streaming is so available, it's also really easy to get lazy. And yep. like, oh, well, I want to listen to this band already now, so I'm just going to stream it. But I'm not like, it's not going through the work of like, even going back in the day, like changing a CD, like in your car and like, oh, you got like a new band. Like, all right, let's eject this CD, find like where to put it and put in the new one. Like now it's so easy that the process of even like selecting music is not the same. Yeah. Or just even having like an iPod with a finite amount of gigabytes on it, you know? Like real tight, like 60 gigabyte, gigabyte iPod that can only hold so much music. Like you have to pick and choose like what you're going to put on there. And like, of course, at that age, at that time too, like downloading music was huge. Like everybody had LimeWire, everybody had uTorrent. So like you had, you could download whatever you want, but you still had to like funnel it all into a device that had pretty limited storage. So you were picking and choosing. Yeah. So one of the techniques I like now um, which I sort of just discovered. I don't know if the, uh, this has probably always been a thing, but if you listen to an album or maybe even a song on Spotify, when that album's done, I like sometimes I felt like it would just like go to other stuff that artist has done, but now I'm seeing that it's related artists. So it's almost like Pandora. Yes. Yep. So like an album yeah, will end I've... and then it'll just like start playing music. Like, oh, this is like kind of cool. And then I'm like, what album is this off from this artist? And it's uh, someone totally different. Yeah, um, so it's, I've picked up a few bands like that. I've done that too, and that's pretty dope because it'll keep playing, and you'll be like, "All right, this is kind of like what I was listening to, but not exactly the same." Um, 
the Spotify actually has a discover weekly playlist and I've kind of, I've dived into that occasionally. Like if I'm really looking for something new, but what I find is like, it's, it's the same with movies. Like if I want to watch a new movie or a TV show on Netflix, like I always end up watching something that I've already seen before or that like I've already heard of. Like I want to go with what's safe basically and like discovering new stuff. It's just like you have to take the dive and it's hard to like figure out which new stuff because there's so much of it. And the other thing is like when I was like 16, 17, mm-hmm. I like you like spend your life listening to music. Yeah. So it's like you're listening to music when you're sitting in your bedroom, listening to music when you're going somewhere. Like now my listening to music is the 30 minutes from my car ride from my house to work. That's the 30 minutes I have to listen to music. So what am I, am I going to like listen to a bunch of stuff I've never heard before in the 30 minutes I have from when I get to, you know what I mean? Are you going to listen to something that you know you want to listen to? No, you're going to listen listen to Shake It. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Six times. (laughs) Exactly. You're going to listen to something that you really, so that's like where I'm at kind of is like definitely like have not listened to new music in a while because. I kind of feel the opposite even though I've been kind of busy too, but at work I can listen to music. So that's, that's kind of where. I've been that's reaching. Actually, that's a really good point. Cause like I work with kids like seven through 18. So like all ages and like I get to hear the newest music like as soon as it's hot, like when it's fresh out the oven and like the kids are going to start liking it. Like I get to hear that new stuff right away, but I'm in like a unique position where I'm like exposed to that. Yeah. I guess it all, it all depends on like what your environment is. Band that Pokey likes called the front bottoms. Yes. Do you remember like how did you find the front bottoms how did i find the front i'm pretty sure i saw a front bottom song posted on tumblr oh i oh. I, I literally thought that i was gonna make a comment but you like you were gonna make it like, as a joke i mean yeah this it, was like what 2012 probably yeah um i saw a song and the picture was like very interesting it was like their first album cover like it was, the, with the, no it was like a, a tree like a mist of foggy trees and yeah. i had like an outline and like a little arrow drawn had like <laughs> the, some some corny lyric and no, then the, no, no, no. the, front the bottom. first front bottom song i ever heard was bathtub and if is that you, the good song what is that the good song it's very it's a very strange song and i don't know why like i liked it but I did this is weird enough for me to check out more yeah basically. exactly it was it's very interesting so i don't know do you think so like when we were teenagers i don't know if we were thinking about this but i'm thinking about it more now with the music that i'm listening to is like label based like artists because when we were like teenagers we were super into like fallout boy panic at the disco um, yeah they shit all the bands like you listen to one band on a label and then you they're like all connected yeah so they were all like fueled by ramen or decadence bands yeah I don't and know if had, we like, were Hope thinking Lewis, that at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz they were all like hanging out together and it yeah. was like this community thing. They toured together and all that stuff too. But now like I mentioned, like I was listening to my Discover Weekly one day. Like I re- like I don't o- often open it up. Like I often go to like my easy stuff. Go to Discover Weekly. Sometimes it's hit or miss cuz I'll listen to like random like pop punk stuff and then also like electronic. So sometimes my Discover Weekly like has no idea what it wants to be. And then all of a sudden this band pops up. It's got a female lead vocalist (gasps) and it's it's like poppy, but it's like upbeat and it's like rock band, like instrumentation. And I'm like, what is going on? And the song is called television romance by pale waves. Whoa. And I'm like, I'm I'm listening. I'm like, all right, they're cool. And I like almost like skipped it too. I was almost like, cause it's opens up with like instrumental, like intro. Yeah, but then as soon as the female vocals drop, I'm like, okay, I'm in. Hello. Because usually that's where stuff like falls flat for me is like, the vocalist comes in and I'm just like, okay, I'm out. Cause it's, if it doesn't cut it, it doesn't cut it. 
it drops and I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty into it. And I'm like, all right, they almost sound like the 1975 who I'm super into. Let me like check out more. And my next step from there was like looking up a music video and just being like blown away by the aesthetic of this band. Yup. So if you haven't listened to Pale Waves before, they are like super tight song structures, like pop rock band. Like they just sound great. They're just they're just the best band ever, honestly. They're they're amazing. And then you go to look at what they look like, and the aesthetic is like purely like goth aesthetic. Like goth pop, yeah. Like goth pop, yeah. And from there, from that moment in, like I was super intrigued. Yeah. It was like this combination of like these dope, dope songs with aesthetic. And that's why I said about the label stuff too, because I'm super into the nineteen seventy five and I'm pretty sure that that is why they were recommended to me on Discover Weekly. And they are on Dirty Hit, which is the record label from 1975. Um, and I, I just think that that's so dope. But if I had not, like, my life would be different if I didn't listen to that song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, my life would be different because um, you're the one that showed me. You just recommended it to me. And I think I listened to the song once and it was really good. And then I think like a week went by and then I, I think I texted you and I was like, yo, like, this yeah. is, yeah. But yeah. That band is really great. They're really fun, and I I don't think I've been as happy listening to a band in a long time since then. What happens is like so. Pale Waves they don't have a lot of they don't have a full album out right now. They they've put out a bunch of singles and like a EP quote unquote, which is just a compilation the of the singles of that yeah. already came out. So there's not that many songs to listen to, but they're they're releasing videos for every song. So I'll take a break from listening to them. Because I'll like really hammer at home. I'll listen to them over and over and over again. And then I don't want to like get too. I don't want to like overplay it for myself. Yeah, I don't want to burn out. So I'll take a break. And then when I come back to it, like this weekend, I came back to it after a week of like not listening to them. I I saw it on Spotify. I saw saw you listening to it. And I was like, oh my God. It's still great. It still smacks. It still holds up. Yeah. But Edible and Pokey, we can't convert them. It's. I don't know. It's not for everyone. I, I haven't I, even listened to a song, honestly. Oh my, so Pokey's the type to like, okay, we really like something. So he's out on it. No, yeah, no, he's too I, cool. I, he's I too never cool said for school. I was out. I just haven't listened to it at all. Edible, have you given a listen to Pale Waves at all? I've listened to it. And to me, it just seems like the 1975 with a female vo- vocalist. Yeah, so, so it's the best thing ever. And it's like the dream band. Like if you could, <laughs> yeah. It's the best it's band a, ever. That, that's like a super common thing that people on, on the internet say. And you have to like really listen to the 1975 to understand that that's not the case at all. It's it's a comparable. It's like an easy generalization, it, but yeah, it's, e- it's not the same. Easy generalization. Similarities being both British bands, both got that pop rock vibe. Um, both like same subject matter, a lot of love songs, all that. The difference being like the 1975 has like some great songs. Then they have some good songs. Then they have some songs that are just like whatever. Yeah, they're out there. Pale Waves, it's like every single song is meant to be a banger. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But, I think, but actually, like you think, said, there's only six of them out there or whatever, right? So if they were like a normal band, that would be like two albums with a bunch of filler and like six bangers. But here's the thing. They've played unreleased music at shows and me and Ty Ty both will listen to like live poorly recorded versions because they're such good songs. Yeah, I can't believe... I'm admitting that, but I literally have watched one of the, their songs uh, that they've only played li- have played live, probably 
at least 50 times i'm not i'm not even joking it's so good and like those those new songs that are coming out are, are amazing too it's they really haven't put out a bad song yet yeah and they're putting out an album i would say like there's probably an album's worth of songs out right now eight maybe there's probably like eight additional ones yeah yeah so there's eight songs out right now which is almost an album by today's standards by Kanye West's standards that's an album and a bonus track <laughs> um but yeah how many how many features does pale waves have on Kanye all I'm saying is when the album drops when pale waves album drops in August they're gonna blow up yeah they're gonna be on the radio 100 percent Tatai and I saw them live at this tiny venue. What was the venue? Uh, Sonia. The Middle East. Yeah, Sonia at the Middle East. And tiny room. We were very close to them. Like, we yeah. were right up at the stage. Yeah, it was, yeah. But with no problem, like, at ease. Um, we're seeing them again in November at the Sinclair. It's sold out, I think. Which is a huge venue. It's way bigger. With Probably a balcony. At least four times the like, size. Like, very House of Blues-ish. Yeah, the Sinclair yeah. is, is sick. The I Sinclair love the is Sinclair. the dope. Like, when we went to see them at Sonia, I was like, man, when they come back around again, I hope that it's at the Sinclair. Yeah. yeah. And that just, like, shows how much they're growing. Like, Yeah, like, what was that, like, four or five months ago? Yeah, we saw them. It was cold and rainy. So it's crazy that they would play two shows like that. When's their next show? November. November. And when when did they play before? It had to be. It was cold out. Yeah, it was cold. It was cold. So I was wearing shorts or something. They're playing twice in the same year though. Had to be February, March. In Boston. Yeah. Yeah, and they've basically been on tour nonstop. You think you kind of have to be at that point? They're really they're really uh, working at it. They're really putting in the work. And they've been a lot in the UK, and the drummers producing their songs too. So. Think that mm. has an easy yeah, that's really cool, like an organic feel. But they're cranking them out, and like I said, videos for almost every song. That, that's how um, another band, The Front Bottoms, did it. Yeah, they released a video for every single song. They were on tour. They just were, they would just put out like they would just like tweet and say like, "Hey, anybody in this area uh, want to film a video? We'll pay, give you pizza or something." And then they would just get like kids that lived in the area to to make literally just literally make videos for them. Yeah, yeah, it's like the most pop punk thing I've ever exactly. heard. Exactly, Pokey and I. And then all their fans are like, "How did you hear about this?" Like on Tumblr. And yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But hey, they they made a video for every single song in their album. So fun fact: Pokey and I are in a music video for a front bottom song. That's true. Yeah, me Very too. Briefly, crowd shot. <laughs> um. But yeah, that was at the uh, Sinclair. At the Sinclair. Yes, I love the Sinclair. It's such a dope venue. Um, but yeah, so discovering music for me is like that's been my surefire way. Is like either the kids will show it to me, or I'll tune into the Discover Weekly if I'm getting real bored once in a while. Well, see, at my job, I have to tell the kids to shut off the music. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> but whack. Oh, I almost. Uh, <laughs> what about the radio from the? Uh, unlisted uh, yeah that the radio is a little interesting yeah um, a lot of you'll hear this you'll hear songs that kanye west sampled from i we'll see say. that's more the, the vibe hmm. and you hear some andy shop on there too actually Whoa. so it's a little wow. interesting yeah it's a it's an interesting mix here's how did you find andy shop say tumblr again no two, that was in 2010 i wasn't okay. Andy shop for a long time i remember think, when 2010 um, crystal so word me. of mouth Word of mouth, yeah. Someone said, I think you would like this and showed it to me. And it was just some kid sitting on a chair playing an acoustic guitar. And I said, why would I like this? But here you are. Here I am. Eight years later. Still my favorite. Boom. That's dope. Let's shift gears into our final segment. As we usually do. Do we, we want to do the final segment or tease it for next week? We're already over the 50 minute mark. 
over the 50 minute mark. Whoa, whoa, t- I say, whoa spoilers. Sh- I say get it in there. Get in there, get it, get Let's in there, get, get square. Yeah, why don't get you give us Yeah, it let's up. get it in mm-hmm. real quick. Edible is going to take us through. So if you remember last week, Edible asking us the question, how many dates until you are exclusive with somebody you've met on Tinder or Bumble or Plenty of Fish or OkCupid? Three. Um, we all kind of unanimously said three. Don't want to get yourself into trouble. Edible hit us with the, well, I have another date with a somebody else when he's already in three dates with somebody else. Big, big So place. what is happening, Edible? Give us the well, lowdown. Well, it was quite the conflict, quite the dilemma. Uh, three dates with one person, setting up a fourth date with another person. So we're oh, past three. Oh my so God. So three yeah, dates, so, different uh, people. I went today, as of this recording, today I went on date number three with one person, and they are no longer in the contention for Edible's heart because interesting. Uh, we had yeah, not worthy. So, Things were going a little bit slower on that front anyway from a uh, physical perspective. We were having good conversations, but more just kind of like friendly and uh, at a nice walk through the park today. And, you know, Edible was trying to make a few moves, trying to get some vibes and just not getting anything back in return. So interesting. Um, at the end of the day, I just brought it up like, hey, like are you feeling this? Are you not feeling this? And she basically said, yeah, I really like spending time with you. Like I would go on and like, I would see you again, but like the spark isn't there. And one of our first episodes was me going on a date and it went really well. And I'm just saying, Hey, sparks not there. So I totally Sometimes understand. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens, but now there's only one woman in the running, but, but, I might have downloaded another swipey app today. So, oh, uh, oh my god! So we might have an update on that He's one thirsty. for next week. Wait, so I have a question, really quick. Yes. Um, is the one that is now eliminated the one that you made out with on the side of the road? No. Oh, so the one is still in contention. Is the one you made out with in the street? Wait, but what's but like I don't understand why he like the sparks. So the sparks there, the sparks in the sky, blah blah. blah. But why is he, why are you downloading Swipey Boys? Oh my God, so many questions. So many, so many questions qu- and not enough time for answers. Oh, okay. So I guess that brings us to the end of this week's Boys Night Podcast. Like I said at the top of the show, we are on all, all major podcast platforms. That's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify even, and Anchor, of course, where we distribute it from. So if you are listening on one of those platforms, please give us the highest rating you possibly can. Give us a review. Let us know what you think. You can tweet at us. If you go to boysnight.us, you can get links to all of our social media and come talk talk to us. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Boys Night. My name is Tatro. I'm Tai Tai. I am Pokey. And I'm Edible. And Tai Tai, why don't you try to freestyle us a new song? Go. Uh, <laughs> help me. Help me. Making my way through the hood. Looking, Looking good. good. Scoot, scoot. <laughs> and all right. See you all on the next week's Boys Night podcast. Peace. Bye. Bye. Ready, boys? Aye, aye. Can you turn your body so you're facing your microphone? I don't want to breathe into it. So I turn your like, body, bro. I don't want to breathe into the mic. Don't. I won't. Like the chocolate rain kid. Like if you can't keep this f***ing thing in your ear, it's then... It's you moving, you f***ing <laughs>
Switch them. Why can't we be friends? I'll breathe out of my nose. I'm working. You fing. Oh my god, you guys.